0: van life. What's up guys and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie and I'm Alex and together we are FNA Van Life.
1: Before we get into today's episode I want to answer a question from one of our Patreons. They want to know where that sweet van life song came from. All
0: right so I'm going to answer this one because I'm the one who made this happen. I was just scrolling through TikTok one day and I saw this guy live. His name was Box of Beats. On TikTok and I saw him live clicked on it and the dude was making all these like crazy beats with his mouth. So he was just like beatboxing all these beats and then mixing them to make a song and the whole thing was if you Venmo him, I think it was five dollars, he'll make you a song. So I requested that, Venmoed it to him right away, said this is what I want. I wanted a hip-hop styled FNA van life song And as he was doing it, or as he was about to do it, he was making the beat, making the beat, and he starts looking up who we are, and he sees that we're a Van Life channel on YouTube. So, yeah, so he just threw together this beat and got all hype, and I was even hyped, just sitting there, like, screaming, like, yo, what? F-N-A to the Van Life! F-N-A to the Van Life! Yo, loved it. And now it's... It's the podcast song.
1: Yeah, so we screen recorded it on the phone as this was all happening, and we actually reached out to him and told him that we were using it for the podcast, and he was like, that's sick, like, love it. So, yeah, it was a $5 piece of original musical
0: artwork. Yeah, from Box
1: of Beats on TikTok.
0: Yeah, so definitely go give him a shout-out. Um, every time he does this, I think it, he, did, he did it on a Wednesday. He I goes don't know live
1: if, quite often. He does,
0: but I think he does this specifically on a Wednesday. For some reason, if I remember correctly, I could be completely wrong. He might do it every live, and that's the way he makes his dough.
1: Yeah, his we dough. got lucky, and this was also like a while ago. If you guys go back in the podcast, you'll see that we've been using this beat for a long time. Oh, yeah. And I feel like he's blown up since then, so we kind of got in... Maybe on the earlier floor, and I feel really lucky, and I love the music. With
0: the prices of gas and inflation everywhere, it's probably $15 now. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying.
1: But anyways, today's guest on the podcast is Chris. She goes by Chris Wanders on Instagram. Yep. She is a creator that we have loved to watch for a really long time. I mm-hmm. feel like we've been following Chris forever on
2: Instagram. We
0: did try to meet up with Chris in... Canada, but we didn't actually get an opportunity. Our pets just didn't cross up, which is fine. You know, it's just the way the cookie crumbles when you live in the lifestyle like we do.
1: And also, Canada is very big and even like the provinces are really big. So it's like, oh, we're in Ontario, but like you could be eight hours away from each other. Yeah, It's
0: kind of mind blowing. Actually, it's like you could be in the lower part of New York and trying to go all the way upstate. Yeah, kind of it feels it's like. very
1: far. So anyways, we were glad to connect with her on the podcast and talk about all things van life. She's been working on this second van build forever, so we get a good update for you guys on that. Um, but before we dive into the episode, let's give an update from the road.
0: Ooh, snap, baby. This is exciting. It's also, like, scary at the same time. We have this big photo shoot that we're about to do, and... Alex and I are laying in the van at night, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, everything goes dead.
1: Yeah, I was wondering, I was like, what happened? We had some lights set up for like a little photo shoot we were doing, and I was like, did everything go out? Because it's still kind of light in here, but like, what is happening? And it turns out that our entire system was dead.
0: It just went out. I measured everything. It's zero volts. We have no idea what's happening. So we slept on it, woke up in the morning, and you guys are going to have to watch the video on YouTube to find out exactly what actually happened.
1: Yeah, what happened was we were freaking out because the very next day we were supposed to go to this photo shoot that was going to be the coolest thing that we've ever been asked to do, and we're excited to share the behind the scenes from that photo shoot with you guys as well because it was so cool to be on set with like a professional video crew, like we make YouTube videos, but these guys, like, my, my camera is like a peanut compared to their elephant of a camera. It Cut, was, snap, oh, it was so cool to just, like, experience what, like, a real production actually looks like, and the product is so sweet, and it's actually gonna make the podcast so much better coming up soon, so we're excited to share that with you, but we can't say anything yet.
0: But the most wild part about all of that is that we were going to be providing a lot of the electricity for the shoot that we were about to do, and having our batteries just go out on us was definitely, like, our hearts felt like they were about to stop.
1: Yeah, it's funny, because the shoot was in the middle of nowhere, in a beautiful location, yeah, it's called Vasquez Rocks in California, and mm-hmm. not many people know about it, but there's no electricity out there. None. There, like, You have to bring your electricity, and we were the electricity, so losing our entire system was stressful.
0: It was stressful. They would have probably had a generator there if we wouldn't have told them that we could take care of the power, which is just part of the deal, you know? We had to work with what we had, and yeah, it was just kind of wild and mind-boggling that we had an opportunity to do something so incredible. So definitely go check out the YouTube channel to get all caught up on what happened to our batteries, and then a week or so after, or a little bit less than that, will be the next video where we do the photo shoot.
1: Now, last but certainly not least, before we dive into our conversation with Chris, I have to give a huge shout-out to Kabobit via Apple Podcasts. They left this amazing review, and we would love for you guys to leave a five-star review to be featured in next week's podcast because the reviews really help the channel grow and we love making this podcast for you. So if you love it, be sure to drop a review and we will read it on the show just like this one. Wow, this is one of the best podcasts I've stumbled upon. I started to gain an interest in RVs and then vans that have been converted. So I found this gem of a show in my many searches for information. These two young kids are extremely entertaining. They have great guests, provide entertaining day-to-day commentary on just about anything related to their travels and adventures, and it wouldn't surprise me if the History Channel or some other channel picks them up as a show. There's tremendous talent in these kids. Keep up the great work. Yo, the love, baby. The love. Did you hear that? I know. I almost felt like my head grew eight sizes while I was reading that.
0: (laughs) you like the Grinch, but your head?
1: Yeah. We are so honored for the love and the compliments. And if you know anybody at the History Channel, you just give them our
0: name. Yeah, you let them know. We'd be open to a conversation on, you know, creating some type of travel channel with them. (laughs) Um, You know, we, we would love to explore the van life lifestyle and Beyond with somebody like the History of Travel Channel. I That'd feel like amazing.
1: Van Life and Beyond sounds like Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> Van Life and
0: Beyond. They got everything. Or it's like Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> or it's like
1: that. Like, I just feel like we're going to time warp into a different dimension. Yes. Anyways, let's get into this conversation because I'm so excited to share all these nuggets of wisdom from Chris. Be sure to go follow her on Instagram at Chris Wanders. Let's dive into the show.
0: So guys, we have an awesome guest today. It's Chris. She's Chris Wanders on Instagram. Awesome account. Your your account literally inspires me all the time. Uh just seeing the photos that you take and just being like, I need some, you know, creative juices. I always look at look at your profile and a few others out there, obviously, but you you just do an excellent job for real. <sighs>
2: Thank you. My God. What an intro. I feel like so spoiled. already. I just like, I I feel like, yeah, you give me too much credit there, but no, I, I so appreciate that. I, I feel the same similarly in terms of like creative people out there where it's just like, Oh my God, you know, following these accounts that like just come out with such awesome stuff. So that means a lot to me to, to, to be considered that.
1: So let's go back to kind of like the beginning of you and van life and how that all came about. And, you know, how is the progress on your build and, you know, what's going on? And why don't you just
2: take us back to the start?
0: And also just drop us like where you're from. uh, That way people get a good idea of where, where you come from.
2: Yeah, so I'll just start with like, who the heck I am. And so I'm Chris, and I am I just turned 25 little midlife crisis two weeks ago. Um, and I am from uh, Canada, specifically Ontario. Uh, I'm a little biased, but I think it is the most underrated province. Um, and so I've been here my whole life. Um I'd be lying if I said that I've always been the type of person that loved adventure and loved getting outside. I actually grew up very much like loving gaming and just being such a nerd that way. And I did play sports, but that was kind of like really my only interest. Hiking, you kind of had to convince me that the view was going to be really nice to get me going. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit about like where I'm from and my background, but. When it came to van life, actually, I didn't know a thing about van life, didn't have a clue, Um, didn't know it existed. I think I knew like the VWs back in the day, like, you know, whole family summer, you know, camping trips kind of being done in those, but really didn't have a clue. But I really liked the idea of tiny living. Um, And I really loved the idea of like, maybe doing a storage container home. And because I was actually living in Toronto, which I'm sure you guys know, it's so expensive. um, I was trying to convince my parents to let me put a storage container in their backyard. (laughs) So they didn't bite, believe it or not, which... I'm super like confused by. Um, but uh so I did I didn't end up doing that. But then I kind of got onto the like Bluebird school bus, like, you know, situation on um like just online, like Facebook Marketplace. Thought it'd be cool to do a studio in there, but I didn't end up doing it. I didn't take the leap. I was like, oh, I'll just wait. And then I met Taylor. Um, and we actually met working at Starbucks super romantic um I was a supervisor so you know he's into the whole powerful women thing um and so we kind of he was the one that really got me thinking about van life and he was the one that was just like okay no like I want to do this at some point we were looking to do living in Toronto but it was so expensive so I kind of pitched to him why don't we do it now (laughs) So he, he took the bait and we ended up doing it. And we lived in our first van, um, which we built out in 2019. Um, it was pretty bare bones. It was really, really basic, but it was exactly kind of what we needed. We wanted to rely more on our space around us, you know, going to the gym to work out. We didn't need a shower in our van. And then the pandemic hit, so that didn't end up working out. So for nine months, um, we just tried to, you know, struggle bus of trying to figure out how that was going to work. We sold the van um, and ended up buying a new one, a bigger one. And we are currently in the process of building it out. Um, And that's kind of my monologue of our journey into our build right now. So let me ask you this, you went from like
1: city girl, not really interested in any of that to being like, I don't need a shower. How did that kind of, because you would think that, you know, coming from that kind of, you know, no background in camping or things like that, that you would, you know, like a lot of people in your first build be like, I need the shower. I need the toilet. I need all these conveniences. How did you get talked into <laughs> or, bare like, minimum. or did, you know, even
2: just decide that like, we didn't need any of that stuff. I think that's such a good question. And I'm kind of, as you, the way you put it, I don't know. Like, I think, I was so willing to try something new. I think for so much of my life, I'd been living a really certain way and I wasn't happy and I wasn't doing things that made me happy and uh, fulfilled. And I thought, okay, I've done the thing where I've been spoiled. I've had all of these things at my fingertips and it's not doing anything for me. So I wonder what it would be like to just have the bare minimum struggle to no end and um and just test it out. So I I don't know how we ended up kind of agreeing to that. Taylor's definitely the one that loves camping, loves to be outdoors, can go a couple days without a shower and baby wipes are like his thing, um, or you know, jumping into the, the lake or whatever. But um I was just willing to try something new and I was looking for new experiences. So I kind of always just told myself, worst case scenario, if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. It's not the end of, It's not you know, you can just plan B, right?
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think that uh, that's one of the ideas that we came in with is like, if it didn't work out, we could always go back to doing our normal nine to five jobs. Like, we have these talents that we know we could do anywhere in the world. So why not just try something different, right? Leap into the uncomfortability. That's when you have the most... You know, change you you grow the most. You realize a lot more about yourself, and and about even your relationship. You know, now the fact that you're in one, right? So you know, it's it's just interesting how much changes over that time.
1: So how has your relationship kind of grown or changed? You know, from the first to the second. You know, just being on the road and things like that. Has it been a struggle or has it been you know pretty good?
2: Well, I'm sure you can attest to this too, just from going from apartment or house life to minimizing yourselves to a van or a bus or whatever you choose to live in, that's tiny and being in each other's space. You learn a lot about each other real fast that timeline of, Oh, we will learn stuff about each other over the next couple of years. Okay. Shorten that to a couple months or a couple weeks Especially in a new relationship, that can kind of actually be overwhelming for some. And I found for me and Taylor, it was the beginning of a relationship. Um, we actually had only been dating for a couple of weeks when we bought the van. So we were moving real fast. Um, and of course, things came with that, like we, you know, our quirks and all the things that would, you know, typically drive partners crazy in relationships. Um, but we got to a level in our relationship that I don't think we would have been able to get to in two and a half years, almost three years. It probably would have taken a lot longer um, for us to reach the point that we're currently at right now. Um, so honestly, if anything, like I think it brought us closer together and really enriched the relationship in a way that I don't think we would have like gotten to um, at this point without it.
1: I think that's so true. Like, if it hadn't been for van life, you know, it would have taken the two to three years to get to know each other because, you know, you go to work 40 hours a week and then you have other social commitments. You gotta go see your friends and, you know, whatever. So you only end up spending, like, a small amount of time with each other. And usually during that time, you're trying to, like, be on your best behavior and, like, be as cute as you can possibly be. And I don't poop. Who does that? You know? So (laughs) having the fact that you're, like, thrust into this situation where it's like okay everything's on the table these are all my cards and like I'll try to be cute, but like, this is, you know, I, I yeah. gotta do what I gotta do. You I'm know? just thinking of yeah. the
0: aspect of like, I don't poop. And now I'm like, <laughs> oh, you poop. <laughs> you,
2: know? you gotta take it. You gotta take them as is at that point. It's like, I seriously can't hide anything from you. Like, well, we didn't move into the van for a couple months. Right. So we bought the van, but we were living in a house together. So I got to be like the best version of myself all the time like i'm cute i'm cool girlfriend like down for anything and i'm so fun and then it's like we move into the van and taylor's like want to do this and i'm like no <laughs> it's like oh okay cool like no problem and so i think you said it really greatly is like you don't really spend as much time together because you have your hobbies and your other things and other even spaces in the house that you're occupying like you're apart um so yeah no that that's you hit it right on right on the head (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) so where have you traveled so you've done a lot of canada i'm assuming not so much of america you know obviously the pandemic hit and then the border situation so why don't you kind of just like break it down for us like you know if we're going to be traveling where would be good or like you know what did you enjoy the most yeah
2: yeah so you know it's kind of unfortunate with the van, I'm so sorry, this is it's
0: okay.
2: really a lot it's right au- now.
0: It's audio only, don't worry.
2: Okay, great. I'm just gonna pick him up because he wants to be held. Cool. Um, so, yeah, so specifically in our first van, like, unfortunately, we didn't get to go too far. Um, and that's probably one of the things I'll say, like, I don't have a lot of regrets, but that's a pretty big regret for me is that unfortunately, we didn't get to take the van really far. Um, New appreciation for Ontario, though, and Quebec, because that's like the closest thing to us. So, um, you know, we got to check out some like parks within Quebec, which were like pretty mind boggling. It's pretty mountainous there, which really (laughs) shocked me. I don't know why. I just didn't think Quebec was that beautiful. Um, No shade. And Ontario, same thing. Like went to Tobermory, like we got to see a lot of like really great local places, which just kind of gave me a new appreciation. Um we did not take the old van uh, anywhere into the US. Um obviously yeah, like you said with the borders like it just wasn't a thing we were able to do. Um and the thing with our build unfortunately was that we could probably only really go a couple days in the van before we like needed to go back to home base or something, which was in Toronto. Um, and that was where my family was. And they were amazing, like, let us do all of our stuff there. Um, but again, because everything was shut down, like, we needed public space, like, we needed to go have showers somewhere. And gyms weren't open. And it was the middle of winter. So we, you can't shower outdoors. And, you know, it just became, little difficult for us so we really just had geared it towards week trips or a couple days um really just exploring ontario and quebec and that was uh yeah those are those were our big two big spots that we went to well it's interesting i
1: think because of the geography of canada versus the united states ontario and quebec are massive yes
0: they are you know like
1: think about i could probably drive through three or four states especially on the east coast in less than the amount of time that i could drive through ontario tip mm-hmm. to tip so you know it's still like a lot of land mass but like you said it doesn't feel as exotic or whatever because like you're still in your home state and you our province, our province yeah. but like you know i totally get that and we were on the flip side of it in the united states where we couldn't go into canada even though i'm canadian we couldn't like get back because i couldn't take frank so we were kind of like pigeonholed into this kind of you it know to be in the america So it definitely put a lot of limits on things. Luckily, we had kind of shower facilities in our van. It wasn't the best shower, especially first van, but it was serviceable. And two, a lot of states operated differently. So some were just kind of like open the whole time.
0: And some were closed. And
1: some were closed. So you could kind of like navigate your travels to places that would be more amenable to like
0: to van life specifically. yeah uh, so my question for you is what's the difference between the first van and the one that you're making now what type of van was it what was your space like in that first one and what are you looking at changing in this next one
2: yeah so again i'm sure you guys can just completely understand it and most van lifers in the community i feel like when it comes to your first build Um, if you don't have much knowledge about the van life community and, and maybe the pros and cons to certain layouts, and you kind of just see something on Pinterest and you're like that layout looks so cool. Like we should, like, we should take some parts of that and put it into our van. Um, that was a huge thing for our first build. So, uh, we, our first van was a 2013 Mercedes Sprinter. Um, we like went, you know, obviously secondhand route, like we were not, can't even afford to buy Mercedes like outright brand new. So, and even the one that we got was pricey. Our logic behind that was, um, you know, if we're paying a bit more then hopefully that'll mean that the upkeep for the vehicle is, you know, a little bit better and it just will last us longer than what we'd been reading about other vehicles. I don't necessarily believe that now, but this was Chrysalin in 2019. So maybe just cut me a bit of slack. So, that was my interpretation. And we went with the Mercedes, which I, I still don't regret. But what really came down to it was our build was not super well done for, I think, the size of the van. So it was one of the smaller sprinters is like the basic one. It was 144. And um, that was what we built out. We had a fixed bed. We had a bench seat. We had um live edge counter in our kitchen which i always brag about because it was a $20 9 foot piece nice. of live edge which if anyone knows anything about That's live edge that that doesn't happen yeah so um we had that in our kitchen it was probably my favorite part um and we actually used cedar planks all the way around um for our walls um which every time you stepped in the van it was just it smelled like cedar which was really really cool um so it kind of had this like cabin vibe but i know a lot of people call it the like the stereotypical van build where it was like the the like dark brown like stained <laughs> and the white cabinets so it was very much that our issue was is that we did not really consider how small our bed was and we were willing to kind of sacrifice bed space in order to really maximize on the living space 10 out of 10, do not recommend doing that. Sleep is everything. (laughs) Um, But that is what we did in our build. Our bench seating wasn't comfortable. We had a composting, sorry, chemical toilet, not a composting toilet, chemical toilet, no shower, no running water. Um, We had like a USB like powered water pump Mm -hmm. and just like the jug underneath that we'd fill up at a grocery store. Um, And we had massive Blob storage underneath the bed. Um, and actually what I remember is that we ended up having too much storage in our van, which I don't feel like a lot of people relate to that at all. It's like almost never having enough. Um, so we had a lot, a lot, a lot of storage, a lot of little cabinets. And we did actually decide on blocking off the front of the van from the back. Um, still accessible. It was just a curtain, but we didn't do swivel seats. So a lot of that, I'm sure just from listening, you're thinking, oh my God, (laughs) why, why would you do that? At least for me hearing, I'm like realizing a lot of mistakes. So we ended up selling the van to a couple in Quebec and um, they took Marvin, which is the name of our first van. We bought our 2019 Mercedes Sprinter um from a guy named Russ in Toronto who has sold. We didn't realize when we went to meet him, but he's hooked up like Eamon and Beck with their vans and like a bunch of other van lifers in the community, which was really cool. So he kind of had an understanding of the van life community. Um, we bought our van from him, which was way bougier than we were planning to go. We were thinking 2015, like that'll be great. Um we picked the 2019 I did because it had a little dent on the side and our first van had a little dent on the side. Taylor's like, are we really doing this? Like, are we really going to spend this on like a brand new van? I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I'm like, yeah, it sounds great. So we got the van with the dent and our plans this time was to go all out. Like, all of the electrical setup to just handle everything that we would possibly want to hook up and have. Um, we want to do a sh- like an outdoor shower this time. Um, so a lot of people in the van life community, it seems kind of like a debate on is the stand-up shower, like actual, like the one that's in your van, permanently fixed in place, worth putting in. And that was something that we were having a really hard time deciding. So we're doing an outdoor shower. We're still figuring out the rest of the layout in terms of how we want the bed oriented and what we want to do this time. But I can say that it will not be a fixed bed. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of all of the things that we have planned. It's a lot. um, But it's exciting to see within the next few months what the van will look like. Um, with everything we've learned from our first build and still being involved in the community, which we've been really fortunate um, to have so many people just share their experiences and what they recommend and what they hated. Um, So yeah, so hopefully by the end of the summer, we'll be living in it full time with whatever it looks like.
0: (laughs) One suggestion I'll make is we do a lot of winter van life stuff, like actual winter van life, snowboarding and whatnot. And if you guys are into any, Activities like that, having an outdoor shower is is good, but when you get into very cold temperatures, it is nice having the ability to shower inside. We don't have an affixed shower inside. We have like a bench sheet that opens up, which we store like our laundry and stuff in. And then if we're ever in a situation where it is too cold outside to stand outside and shower, we can, you know, be inside and shower, which is great.
1: But we also know this couple, they literally bought like a little doggy blow-up pool. Yep. And they put it on their floor and they hang up a curtain in the middle of their living room.
0: It's a foldable doggy. Like. Yeah, yeah so, like yeah, yeah. you
1: could deflate it and put it away really small. I don't
0: think you you just literally fold it.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But anyway, so it's like <laughs> lives away and then they can come up when they need it. Um, because sometimes it's just like I feel for me, and maybe I'm a little bit bougie. But I feel like if it's below 80 degrees outside, it is yeah. not comfortable to have an outdoor shower. Especially when it's windy. If there's like yes. a breeze, it's not fun. Like if you're sweating hot and it's a hot sticky day yeah. and you're hosing off, awesome. If you just came back from a trail and the sun is going down and like <laughs> there's a little bit of a breeze and you're like,
0: the suggestion. I don't know. The suggestion I'll make is if you're going to keep the shower outdoors is just get one of those tents that you could stand inside. And that would oh, probably yeah. that would probably solve all your problems right there. Cause you block the yeah. wind and then you have a space where you could actually get, you know, full nude and take a shower yeah. rather than having to be in a bathing suit.
2: Yeah, or like partially clothed. Yeah. That was yeah. my thing. That was my concern. We we rented a van actually back in November. Um, we went to Quebec and it was cold. It was mm-hmm. like so cold. And he had an outdoor shower and it had the hot water heater. So I was really shocked because it ended up not it was freezing out and I actually didn't mind being outside and I really didn't mind. Like we were near the water too. So windy, it Mm -hmm. was cold, but just because the water was so hot, it's like getting in a hot tub almost. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you jump in a hot tub during the winter, it doesn't really feel all that cold, obviously. So of course. Um, So it's kind of like that a little bit, but I agree with you. It's, there's like, there's just something about doing that in the van. It's just it feels even like a bit more comfortable just to have that privacy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm totally with you. Maybe uh, back to the drawing board, guys. Thanks. Well, <laughs> just a
0: suggestion. You don't have you know don't jump to any conclusions yet. But just think about it because you know being yeah. the fact that we have been you know in the van life lifestyle for two and a half yeah. years now, we've experienced all different types of things, and one of the things that we were okay with back then was being able to have that outdoor shower and now we realize that we're not that comfortable with it as much anymore. So for us, the idea of that has changed. So that's why I make the suggestion.
1: But so let me ask you this. So how long did it take you to build your first van and how long now is it taking you to build your second van? Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like I've been watching your Instagram for quite some months now. And I'm
0: like, is it still empty or they just showed us? Or
1: like, did you take a lot of photo shoots many <laughs> moons ago? And now you're like, Oh, like it's going to be a big surprise. Like,
2: where are you at? Like a year later. Reveal? Yeah. A year later. We're still, we're still teasing the reveal. Um, so you and everybody else i'm waiting for
0: the ghost sheet to come off and it's done
2: (laughs) so okay sorry you guys got me with that that's so yeah so our first van three months which just puts us to shame now because like it's been a year and a half that we've had the van um like our new van or our second one and we got it in november of 2020 um, and we were like, oh yeah, we're super excited for like, you know, when the weather gets nice again, you understand Canadian winters. We did not want to do that again. We've done it once. We're not doing it again. Um, so I think for our first build, the reason why it only took us three months is because we were moving, we, our apartment, like our lease was done in December. We had to be living in something. And it actually wasn't completely finished when we moved in which I also don't recommend living in an unfinished van because the nightmares from that it feels cold it feels like un like not done and i just it wasn't a good time um so when we bought our second van we're like yeah like summertime we'll get started like april may like we'll have a couple months to plan everything start ordering um again with the hype of van life prices for everything have tripled um so we're definitely you know more on a budget this time um, so yeah, I think it was just more like, yeah, we can't wait for summer. Without getting too into details, um, we were asked to um basically have the possibility, I guess, to be on a TV show in Austin, Texas, um, where a guy was gonna build out our van for us. And um, we were super stoked. We're like, oh my God, like this is amazing. We could be in the van way sooner, we can have a professional build it. I'm like, what is not to love about this? Um, and without getting into too many details, it ended up being awful (laughs) and, um, it didn't work out. So it was two months of us just sitting there kind of like, you know, what the hell, like, what do we do? Like, do we start ordering stuff? Um, do we wait? Because we didn't want to start ordering things for the build. If they had specific products they wanted to use for the TV show. Right. So, We were kind of stressing. We were like, man, our summer's coming to an end. Like, this is when we want to build. Um, So anyways, by the end of August, I just sent them an email like, we're going to pass on this. Um, Thanks. And then we just tried to order and get as much done as we could going into fall. So we got our insulation done. We got our floors done. We got holes cut in every part of the van you can imagine, um, adding windows and fans and solar. Um, and that's kind of where we've left off. So we have all of our electrical ready to go in. We're just waiting. I look out the window, like hoping the sun's going to like blast out. Um, yeah, we're we're waiting for warmer weather to get going. So our timeline is Taylor has told me the end of the summer, we will be in the van on the road, finished van. So nice.
0: Well, we're hoping to we do it. We're going to (laughs) keep updating on you guys. We're going to be like, guys, you better hurry up. Mm -hmm. The date's coming.
2: (laughs) So I will say this. Trying to be in in the van life community with an empty van for a year and a half and still try and be creative (laughs) enough to drop content is so stressful. I hate it. So I'll say I'm so happy that 2022 summer, like, the van will be done and I can just start doing, like... (laughs) Completed van photos. Um, but yeah, no, you and everybody else is like, is this bitch like gonna finish your van? (laughs) She
1: just loved living in the metal box. Yeah, Yeah, no, metal
0: box photos. Yeah. Yeah. I will say they come out dope. So well, yeah, your content is lovely. So
1: I I can (laughs) appreciate that you might be experiencing some burnout on that, but it's still very lovely and beautiful. Um, I wanted to ask if you're comfortable sharing, like have you gone back to like getting a regular job? How are you making money? Like, how are you going to pay? You know, you say the price of things have gone out of control. Like, how are you sustaining the van life lifestyle while not living in a van?
2: Yeah, I think, yeah, that's a great question. And is a journey that I'm figuring out every single day. Um, Last year, I was um, in the middle of completing my business marketing program. I was actually quite close to finishing it. Um, and I just found that my passions really lied in, in content creation, but more specifically photography, um, and videography and, you know, getting to do, you know, travel photography specifically with working with like companies, like that own cabins and getting to go and do like that lifestyle shoot for them and and all that stuff. So I really started to dabble in that, and I school was getting in the way.
1: <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Um, so I was just like, you know, it'd be great, uh, is if I drop out and just continue doing this. Um, and that's what I did. So I ended up actually leaving my part time job at Starbucks when I was in school, just for some, you know. Passive income while I was going through. Um, And I made content creation my full-time thing. Um, And it's been like, I'm not going to say it's been an easy road. Like I feel like a lot of people it's hit or miss, or they end up just like really blowing up and it's really great for them. And it's been turbulent and it's been interesting to figure it out. So I'm super, super fortunate that with social media nowadays, you can really leverage Partnerships, um, and so a lot of our build, thankfully, has been sponsored. So a lot of the really expensive stuff, like our insulation and our electrical, has all been covered with really great brands that we've partnered with for the build, um, which I'm so fortunate about and for. Um, and everything else has just been kind of navigating: what do I want to do? Where do I? Where do I fit in in the online space? Which. I feel like it's become very competitive. I'm sure you guys know that with Mm -hmm. everything on social media, you know, and having to have so many different platforms to show up on and to be present. So I think it's just been a lot of figuring out where I want to be and simultaneously finding something that pays the bills. Yeah. (laughs) um, Yeah, so it's been, it's just been like finding brands that align um, with what I'm doing and and want to work with me uh, for long term partnerships and and doing that, you know, one thing about van life is that it is less expensive, depending on what your build really consists of. Um, it can be less expensive, obviously, than living in an apartment. So putting money away and just squirreling it away and trying to save as much as possible right now for when we do finally hit the road, um, has kind of just been my, my main goal. Um, but it comes, it, it changes. I feel every day what I'm doing. Um, but all of it revolves around content creation and, and, and working with really, really cool companies. Yeah. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, I, I, we definitely hear you on the fact that content creation has became a lot more competitive, uh, which is obvious to why, you know, just everybody's looking to live a more freeing lifestyle of, you know, being able to do what they want to do. And, um, you know, luckily, same as you, we've had opportunity to work with a lot of brands and it's been you know, very helpful in sustaining the lifestyle for us. So we could definitely see how that is sustainable. Like, for instance, even just the podcast alone, I think when we first started our podcast, there was probably like three or four other Van Life podcasts. Now there's like 200.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah, gonna... I... yeah.
2: Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. No,
1: no. Oh, it's just gonna... the same is true for like YouTube and Instagram and Correct. TikTok. And I feel like the lifestyle is very desirable and it's very... Beautiful on all of these things. But I think when we actually travel and we meet other van lifers, a lot of them are also like burnt out on yeah, all yeah. these things or like burnt out on trying to look cool on social media and trying to, you know, get the Instagram going. And I think that's why a lot of people kind of ultimately get off the road or maybe like get like mm-hmm. go back to like a more normal job is that, you know, not that content creation is the only way that you can make money in a van, but I think because it's looks so, so cool after. and it looks like it's easy and it looks like it's fun. Like a lot of people don't realize that there's a huge volume of work that goes behind that to get the brand deal and to talk to the right people and to make the right connections and, you know, just the work to get the content out. Yes. Um, it's a lot more than people give it credit for. And I think that's why a lot of people maybe get into it but then also like get out of it well the moment yes. that they get
0: out they realize that everybody who's doing the content creation they have they like give a huge kudos to they're like yo yeah you're, you're much better than me but for, for this reason we're like no we're not we're yeah. not better than anybody in any type of way yeah but the idea that we're still doing it 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 blows their mind a little bit but yeah. the reason why we can continue to do it is because we do things that we like to do and yes. we create content based on real life. Like we're not yeah. creating content to like fluff stuff up and make people feel like that. You know, it all of this is glamour. You know, we we show when our heater breaks down. We show when we have issues when we get the. I don't have or, the energy
2: to make it look glamorous. No. If that yeah. makes sense.
0: Yeah. So we try No, to keep I it as real as possible.
2: And there's so much to that that I agree with, and like there's so much to there because like I agree with that thousand percent. And I was the person that thought it looked glamorous. It looked like who doesn't want to make content all day, every day and not have to work a traditional job. You know what I mean? Like I'm very much the type of person that I can't imagine working a nine to five. I think I would honestly die. Um, So the idea of like getting to be creative and like doing fun stuff and skits and whatever, and it just sounded so fun and then i got into it and i realized how depleting it can really be on a human being um and it takes a lot and don't even get me started on youtube because i will be that person that says you guys take like anyone taking the time to do youtube is mind boggling to me because i tried it i did i edited a couple of videos and it video is so different compared to being able to capture a single moment in a photo edit it and shoot it up online because there's so much more involved filming and then editing that and cutting it and making it look presentable. And it sounds good. There's so much more to that, that just like blows my mind and like so much respect for people who can take the time to do that. And then to have to balance multiple platforms, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, a podcast, like Facebook groups, and trying to be on top of all of the new trends, all of the things that are happening. And you just spread yourself so thin that you almost sometimes forget why you got into the lifestyle in the first place, which was for the most part, everyone's different, right? Some people just want a different lifestyle. Some people want to disconnect. Some people want to reconnect with nature. It really depends on what they're wanting. But for me, I didn't want to start van life in hopes that like I would be an internet sensation. Like it was just a cool adventure, which happened to lead into this awesome opportunity to get to document it. But I think there are some, you know, things out there that do really glamorize it and everyone is really jumping on it and really just pushing out that kind of content. And then now I'm seeing Real van life, starting to just really get traction. Where it's like, hey, we like poop in this thing, and then we have to dump it, and <laughs> like things break all the time. And sometimes you're sleeping in a Walmart parking lot. You don't get to wake up with a beautiful sunrise in like this remote um, area all the time. Um, so yeah, super interesting navigating that. And I think too, just with having this time away from it away from van life, away from actually being in it. It's making me so much more excited for when I get back into it to be more intentional with the stuff that I choose to share and the stuff that I want to put out there on the platform. Um,
0: Mm. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that there is an aspect of both being very relevant. You know, you really should at the same time glamorize you know, whatever lifestyle that you're in, because that means that you appreciate it. You love it. You want to be a part of it. And it becomes glamorified because you're enjoying it. And if people see you enjoying something, they automatically take that, you know, version of it, like in their mind, like, oh, they're glorifying this. Well, every baseball player, every basketball player, every actor, every, you know, person that loves doing air conditioning or whatever it is, they glamorize their lives too, you know, because they enjoy it. You know, so there's definitely an aspect of showing what the real life a- aspect of it is, as well as, you know, the glamorous side is definitely there. Like the Walmart is the in-between spot of where that <laughs> glorious spot is, you know, like I, I like
2: just waking up and going to get like something at Walmart, though, low key. Like I kind of like just waking up and be like, I want a snack. I don't want it right now so i'm gonna go in there (laughs) but uh, yeah i agree completely And the same
0: goes for uh, you get off the hike right and you want to make a snack you can make it right now you don't have to wait the 25 minutes to an hour to get home you know you could just make something in the van you know
2: yeah the immediate nap after a hike is something i can say is like the best part of van life you go Mm -hmm. do something and then you get to go to bed immediately after Mm -hmm. Mm
1: I 100% agree with that. And we definitely want to continue this conversation. We're going to jump on over to your podcast, Van Plus Life. And so everybody can find the link down below. We're going to continue our chat over there. But before we jump off with you, the last thing we always ask everybody is, if you were talking to somebody who was thinking about getting into this lifestyle, what advice would you have for them for Van Plus Life?
2: I just to keep it super simple and super short, um, is if it's something you want to do and it's something you want to experience, um, you need to take the leap and you need to do it because life is really short. And I really do believe that just taking a leap into something to, to see if it in any way, even remotely fulfills a part of you that maybe you are aching to really just seek out it's so worth it and i just in any capacity to just take the leap do the thing there's always a plan b c d e you know it's not the end of the world if it doesn't work out um so just take the take the risk we appreciate you so much and we can't wait to see you in the van yeah stoked thank you so much for hosting me what
0: a lovely conversation we just had with chris it's amazing to hear things from her perspective and seeing things from you know a business side as well with the instagram and growing her own business it's just amazing what you can do when you're putting all your energy into something and getting on the road has really changed her life
1: yeah, and I feel like it's really cool to be able to connect in this way. It was such an easy-flowing conversation. I think that if you know we were at a campfire somewhere, it would be hard to get any of us to shut up because the conversation would just be flowing so well.
0: <laughs> There'd be a lot of jokes involved, too, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I think it would just be a hoot. So we hope that we can meet up with you someday in person, Chris. And we really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show.
0: Yeah, and if you guys want to follow her, we'll definitely throw her information down below in the description of... This podcast.
1: So, coming up next for us, we are heading into Baja, Mexico. What?
0: Don't tell them all the good deeds.
1: Uh, we're so excited for this next chapter of the adventure. We're gonna have all the YouTube videos coming out shortly. We want to share every single detail of this experience, including all the people who are telling us that we are crazy for going in the summer, but we're doing it anyways because we. Have a plan. And Frank, you heard a quote today that made you feel really good about what we're doing.
0: Ooh, what was that again? Um, it was from
1: Mr. and Mrs. Adventure. It was from
0: Mr. and Mrs. Adventure. And it said, Don't worry about the fears in your mind. Follow the dreams in your heart. So thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Adventure, Brittany and Drew. We really appreciate you guys putting information or wisdom or quotes out there like that because it really helped us in that moment. We we needed it.
1: And the other really big thing that's been huge for me as we're planning this adventure is talking to people who've actually done it. A lot of people have done the travel in the winter, but finding people who've done the travel in the summer was kind of my goal, because we were hearing a lot of naysayers that said that we couldn't do it, it would be so bad, blah, blah, blah. But so through different Facebook communities, through talking to people um, with companies that we're working with, We've gotten so much great information about how amazing it's going to be traveling through Mexico and Central America in the wet season, so we can't wait to share this, like, alternative adventure with you.
0: Yeah, and the other thing is, is we're going to be spending 10 months down there, so at some point in time, we're going to hit the wet season, we're going to hit the hot season, we're going to have to deal with it no matter what. There are always places to go to get cool, there are always places, we could always get an Airbnb. We're not forced to stay in the van and none of you are forced to do what you are doing right now. Just remember that. Keep your heart, keep your mind open and realize that anything that you want to do, you can achieve it. You just have to set goals. You have to look at things in a realistic way and make it happen. That's the main thing. Just make it happen.
1: Absolutely. So we are about to go make it happen and we hope that you do the same for yourself, whatever that goal or adventure is that you have in your heart. Go for it. Make it FNA a and make it happen.
0: Don't forget to follow us on Instagram where you can DM us and hit us up directly. And definitely go check out the YouTube channel if you never have. I think that you'll like it. I think so too. FNA family, Alex Paco, and I, we hope that you have an FNA day. Hey, everybody knows it's true. Van Life YouTube channel, what they do. Everybody's got to get money. Everybody's about to get money. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel. FNA Van Life. All that.